Welcome to the In the Box Tour. We're here to blend the worlds of CrossFit and PT, so we're going from gym to gym and talking all things CrossFit. I'm Dr. Mesa Hanawi. And I'm Hannah Briel, and today we're here with Cal Bauer at Pale Horse CrossFit. Thank you so much for having us here. We're excited to talk and get to know you, not like I already don't know you. <laughs> for our followers who don't know, Cal used to live above me, so you yeah. know him well. Thanks for having me on, guys. So, first question of the day. I ask everyone before we dig into it is why CrossFit? Why CrossFit? Um, so I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's it. The biggest thing about CrossFit for me, and this is kind of the what everyone's going to say, is the community behind it, right? Um, I from the f first time I stepped into a gym, like that whole camaraderie behind it, and having everyone root for you and you rooting for everyone else. That's really kind of the, the secret sauce behind it. Um, now, um, the methodologies behind it too. You know, once um, you break it down into the theories behind it, it really makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, I tried a lot of different stuff. I competed a lot when I was in high school and did a bunch of different things in college and this is really what yeah. I found to be the best. In what? I didn't know that. What did you compete in? Oh, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot duh. of high school sports. <laughs> okay, okay. It's like all the high school sports. Yeah. So when did you start CrossFit? When did you first try it? I started it, my first CrossFit workout was 16.1. Oh. It was my first one. Which one my is first that? official Wait, one. Wait, what's 16.1? That was only three years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. you're such a fitness my, freak. I'm kind of young at it, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay what was 16.1? I don't think I had that done that open. That was the overhead lunge. Bar over burpee, chest to bar one. Oh, that's really bad. Oh, maybe or did I you do straight chest to bars? I had no idea how to do kipping. <laughs> yeah, um, they were trying that's to teach me during the workout. Um, I actually did that workout at Reebok headquarters in Massachusetts. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and they were like trying to teach me how to kip in the workout. And <laughs> Come on, you gotta do this. It. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people like their first kipping experience is during the open though, because it's like you you have to, otherwise you just stand there. Right, and you, you have to the bar. So why was that one your first one? How did that happen? So, I mean, I'd done I'd done Murph before that, and that was kind of my introductory, you know. And I'd done like wow, Murph in the first open workout yeah. as your intro to CrossFit. Right, he handled it very well. And like Murph back in the day, where it was like, you know, running. It was all strict pull-ups. We did it at a track, oh. and like it was just this group of meathead guys at my high school that would do it. But, um, so I went to Massachusetts after I graduated college, and. I actually lived right across the street from Reebok headquarters, like right across the highway. So awesome. And I, I actually went to this gym that was a it was a combined uh, rock climbing gym, and then they had a little gym in the back that had all rogue outfitted stuff. So they had a rig, oh. they had that, they had bars. So I was yeah. like just doing like pull the secret and, society in the back, right? <laughs> before exactly. CrossFit was yeah. cool. That was only three years ago. <laughs> CrossFit was. I was doing it then. It was obviously cool then. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway. And I was like super interested, and I've been wanting to do it for so long. Um, I just never had the, the motivation to get into it, or not the motivation, but the um, urgency. You know, right, exactly. Yeah. That's and the opposite. I feel like most people are like, I thought CrossFit was stupid. I never wanted to do it. Well, I'm like, sure like a lot of your college workouts were so similar to CrossFit. Like a lot of the sports you know? stuff that you did. Right. Or just like the high intensity, like you resisted strain, you did a lot of metabolic conditioning, but it just wasn't called CrossFit. Right. I mean, nothing was like, you know. There wasn't like a for time or a twenty one fifty nine or anything yeah. like that. But it's but not like do... you were an endurance runner. I actually did. Do <laughs> oh, okay, no, you did not. Mm -hmm. 
How far? So, well, I mean, I would do like half marathons. So oh, not okay, like. Okay, wait. So you were you were across from Reebok One. You have to finish this. Okay, story sorry. First. Oh, okay. So so I was at this <laughs> rock climbing gym, and sorry. I like this is like right after the games happened. It was in the winter, or it was. I mean, this is February, or whatever. Yeah. But um, I was in there working out, and there was this one guy who had like CrossFit Games gear on from 2015. And I was like, like I was super interested in doing it. I, yeah. I was looking up gyms and stuff. And so I asked him, I was like, hey, did you go to the games? Like, were you, did you attend there last year? And he was like, actually, I'm a part of the media crew for Reebok. Oh, And he was legit. like, they're right across the street. And I was like, oh. And so he gave me his card. I remember, always remember his name. His name was Sam Brick. I thought it was the coolest name Sam ever. Sam Brick. Sam Brick. That's pretty cool. Like Sam um, Brick. And he was like, we're doing the Open on Friday. You should come out and try it out. I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, it's just What's right, the over, open? right over at Reebok headquarters. And uh, so, yeah, I was I watched the announcement, like, got all that stuff. And yeah. Emailed. That's probably, like, the best way to get him to CrossFit because it's so hype. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I emailed him from his business card. I was like, hey, can I come on Friday? And he was like, yeah, let me uh, let me direct you to Austin. I was like, all right, I'm Austin. It was Austin Maliola. Oh, okay. And so Austin was like, <laughs> come. I'm sorry. I know. Do you even cross it? I know. Kind of. Yeah. Who is a games athlete? Okay. Big time games yeah, athlete. I mean, I love real, my favorite one. Real deep in seminar staff. Just like, oh, okay. He helps Hobart with Hobart Customs. Well, good to yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and so I was emailing with Austin. He was like, come on by on Friday. We'll get you in. That's awesome. And so I went to Reebok CrossFit 1 for that first workout. You had no concept then of like how yeah. cool that was. Yeah. Do you realize <laughs> no, really now didn't. like how awesome Now you're was. like, what? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did it you was, crush it? Oh, I, I couldn't like even remember. I just remember failing on the chest of ours. Yeah. Um, you were like, this is so hard, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one dude, they call him Frank the Tank. And yeah. He, There's he, always, he like, a me. Frank the Tank oh, yeah. in every gym. Oh, yeah. He smoked me. But um, it was so much fun. That was – so once I got into that, I, I talked for Austin for, like – talked with Austin for, like, 20 minutes afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I was, like – I was hooked. And so – Drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. So from there on out, you, you like, kept going back? So I went to – so Reebok CrossFit 1 is how – that's the, like their headquarters gym. So everyone that works at Reebok goes to that gym. That's like okay. their exclusive gym. But they have Reebok uh, CrossFit 1 Nation, which is kind of their, oh. their public gym. Yep. Okay. Um, that's where Hobart coaches now. And oh, that's cool. They have a whole crew there. Yeah. Um, and just a great gym. They have three locations now. Like as far as the business is run, like they do really good. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going there. And yeah, drank the Kool Aid so hard, <laughs> chugged so it so hard. Oh yeah, yeah. real quick. <laughs> but you... before, wait, before we get into that, I want to take it like one step back. So you okay. played college football, correct? No, oh, I did not high play school? college football. High school football. Okay, yeah. what did you do in college? I didn't do anything in college. Wait, why did I think you played college football? I'm getting all mixed up. You went to Michigan, but you did not play football no. there. No, I did not. You no. just have a lot of the gear. So sometimes I'm like. <laughs> well, I I worked for the strength conditioning staff. Okay, okay. that's why I have all the gear. Um. No, in high school, I was looking to play college football and had a lot of issues with concussions. Um, and so that explains it. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Oh my yeah, God. I'm, I'm a little kidding. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, my third game, my senior year, um, you know, was so psyched to get into college football and all that stuff. Had a big concussion that third game, and Dang. doctors were like, "It's probably smart not." So I decided to use my head at Michigan and not just throw it around. Okay. But. So then, did you like work out in college? Were you just like bumming it? What was? Oh, I was a big proponent of the five by five. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. A lot of five by five squatting and. Still love the. Five so then, by how five. were you at a rock climbing gym? Was that just like on a whim or? Yeah. So it was like two miles from our place so in you're Massachusetts. Like, oh, I'll do this. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And it just happened. Like I went in there to look, 
um, just looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. And I saw that rogue gym in the back, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is my place. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I want to be. Got it. Did you finish the Open that year? Mm-hmm. Did all the workouts? Yep. I The 16-5 was the last one. Did it like the Friday yeah. Night Lights for them. And I failed a thruster. That was the thruster burpee, barber burpee one. Oh, God. Boy, like 20, 15, 12. Yeah, minutes. all yeah. the millions oh. of numbers. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was my first uh, kind of blackout experience. What do you mean you failed? It's like you just. Oh, got up and. Oh, okay. Just mm-hmm. failed yeah. a thruster. Okay. They weren't heavy either, were they? It was 95. Yeah, yeah it was that's not, not very heavy. heavy. Not that, okay. I forgot. You know Cal. That's really yeah, not that no. heavy. Okay. So how did you get from. I'm doing the open, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid to like, I'm going to coach it and this is going to be the rest of my life. So, um, at the time I didn't know it would be the rest of my life. So I got, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. um, two months into going across with one nation, I was like, you know, just really appreciated how, um, how the coaches, like just, they were so articulate and they like treated it like a craft and it was just like watching those guys do it. I was just like, I want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. That is awesome. Um, and so I went up to Austin one day and I was like, is there, like, do you guys have any sort of like program, training program or anything like that? Um, really want to get into coaching. I love what you guys do. What is and, this L1 thing? And he was like, tell you what, we got an L1 this weekend. <laughs> wow. We'll get you in there. This like fell into your lap. It, it was, It yeah. was fate. It was like the, yeah. fate. the way, the way it worked out. Um, so I went in, did that L1, um, that weekend with, uh, Austin and Spencer Pendle were there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, did it that weekend and then started doing like an internship program at CrossFit One Nation. Awesome. And okay. Then, go ahead. So I was going to say let's take a like many steps back. Okay. Okay. So how did you end up? I know you went to Michigan, and then you went to Massachusetts. So what brought you? Let's. What brought you there? First part. Okay. So I originally when I went to Michigan, I originally wanted to go into medicine. The big thing I really want to get in orthopedic surgery. Um, so while I was going through all that stuff, I was in the school of kinesiology doing all my pre-med stuff. Um, I was in my anatomy class one time. They had a presentation for intraoperative neuromonitoring. Ah, classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. This is a word everyone uses in their daily <laughs> daily language. Yeah. So um, so what that is is uh, – I was about to say, yeah, please yeah. explain <laughs> that because people won't know. I don't so know. So during spinal fusions mm-hmm. and different vascular procedures, anything that puts the nervous system at risk, it's monitoring those nervous pathways to make sure that everything's functioning the way it should be. Um, so I've tried to explain what you do so many times, and it has not sounded like that, but great. Go on. Yeah, nerve stuff. Nerve, <laughs> nerve stuff. stuff. He did, he's in the OR. I don't yeah, does something I with the nerves. And so I saw that, and I had some uh, – open scheduling for the next semester um and it was just this, it's this brand new thing that they they were the first like educational program at a, at a college to do it and i was looking at that and i was like that'd be a really good pre-med pro or a med school pattern you know yeah, with yeah. a resume um so i did that and it was like two years of clinical work and like class every semester so not like a huge workload um a lot of clinical work and once I got into the OR and started doing the shadowing and stuff, and I would see those orthopedic surgeons, those neurosurgeons, you know. Like barbaric, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> and like, bones. You know, nowadays getting that, it's not like how it was in the 80s and 90s. You know, you just get it and then you go through your residency and you're good to go. It's a lot more yeah. intensive. It's a, it's a big time commitment. And so I saw some of those guys like, you know, 35, upper 30s. You know, maybe didn't have a wife, didn't have kids, or they. You're didn't, married to your job. That's they, what it is. Right. Yeah. If they didn't yeah. have kids, they didn't see them a lot. And I saw that, and I was like, you know, I want to have my 20s. I want to have my 30s. Mm-hmm. That's not for me. Um, and so I made that decision. I was like studying in the MCATs, like I was getting ready to take it, 
I made that decision and was like, I am not going to do that. And so I was like, this is a good spot. Like the money's good. I can get a job. It's a good availability right now. I was like, it's a good stepping stone until I figure out exactly what I want to do. And so um, I got a job with a company in New York that contracted out neurophysiologists to different surgeons. And so I graduated in May of 2015 and moved to Massachusetts two weeks later to go work Dang. in Boston. And then found CrossFit. And then found CrossFit, yeah. <laughs> okay, so how'd you end up in Charleston? So my wife, Amber, um, we were looking at, so she was looking at grad, you know, going to PT school, mm -hmm. she took a year off, took that gap year, uh, was working as a PTA, and then, um, not a PTA, the, uh, just PT the assist. PTA aid. aid. Yeah. The aid. Um, and we were looking at like, the locations. Only people in the medical field would know to correct that, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were looking at all the places where my company had um, contracts. Oh, yeah. And just like looking through the hospital sheets and like just tossing out applications to wherever, you know, <laughs> yeah. wherever, just, you know, spitballing them. What were some of the options? There were four that we applied to in Massachusetts and Boston. Um, there was one up in New Hampshire um, and then couple in the Midwest and then oh. and then Charleston. And then Charleston. <laughs> and she got an MUSC. That was the one she got into. Yeah. Um, well, and, we're moving down yeah, south. I think yep. all your other ones were like in cold places and then. Right. Had you ever been to Charleston before? No. Had you nope. ever been to South Carolina before? I had never been to Charleston before I accepted MUSC either. Wow. I just I was like, well, people, I hear this is a great place. I'm going yeah, there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have said that. Yeah. Everybody seems to like it. Well, it's got such a reputation. Exactly. Yeah, you hear yeah. about Charleston, you're like, it's not everyone you ask is like, it's the best place ever. Like so. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you, Midwesterners love Charleston. I heard <laughs> really? about it all the time growing up. Oh yeah. So you're like, I guess we're moving there. Right. And then um, you ended up here. Yep. So we accepted that in March and uh, moved down in April. Brought, brought the U-Haul down, and we were trying to figure it out because I couldn't get my job to switch me down right away. Mm. And so we spent a little bit of time apart. I stayed in Massachusetts for a couple months. She was down here. Um, but that was the three months where I really took CrossFit super serious. You didn't have anything else to do, right? Right. Your wife so, is like off somewhere else. You're like, well, dang. Right. That's a workout. Like eight, like <laughs> be hot for her when she comes back. <laughs> when I see her again. Right. Yeah, it'd be like 8 o'clock. I'm like, huh? I guess I'll mop the floors and, yeah. you know, help yeah. them out with that. So, yeah, it gave me the time to focus on that. Um, you know, we'd see each other every weekend, every other weekend. Yeah. But, um, it was hard, but it, I think it was, you know, it, we ended up in a good spot because of it. Yeah. So how did you find Pale Horse? Um, Amber tried it out when she came down because she was super psyched that I was doing CrossFit up north mm -hmm. and she wanted to try somewhere down here. And mm -hmm. there was like a group of girls that came in to try it. Um, and she got in here and did that for a while I was gone. And when I could come down, I would just come in here and I got to know Kayla pretty well mm -hmm. through that. And so when I came down, remembered up. We're working out Membered here. Up. That's like funny that. that she found it first. Mm -hmm. Had she done CrossFit before? Nope. Oh, so Pale Horse was like her first. So basically experience. your whole career you owe to Amber is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Amber. <laughs> Great. So then you started working out here. And how did you become a coach here? Um, I started filling in every once in a while. He knew I had my L1. He knew that I had coached up in Massachusetts. And so I started filling in every once in a while. And then in that November – he just asked me, hey, we want to bring you up on as a, as a full-time coach, um, you know, coaching five, six classes a week. Mm -hmm. um, would you be interested in that? I was like, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> Finally. interested in that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That had been the goal the whole time, yeah. to, to be honest. But, yeah. Um, it's crazy to think about. That was not that long ago. It seems like forever ago. 
but, but it really like, wasn't like I know. Too. like that November was okay. So I'm like, I came here like my first week of PT school, mm-hmm. and so you had been coaching for like maybe seven months, and it's just crazy to think about like. I think you started CrossFit after me, but yet, why are you so much fitter than me? It's like, how does this work? I just feel like a lot of people we talked about, like, okay, like, Robert has been doing this CrossFit for so since, like, long, 15. and it's like, you There's just, a like, small like, age difference there. Okay, it's just, like, small. But it's like, you hit the ground running, and it, it feels like everything kind of fell into place, and it was like, y'all moved down here, and then you found Pale Horse, and then back here. Yeah. So what is your position now? My position now? I'm the general manager. So when you came in here, I know Amber found it, said it was a cool gym, but, like, what kind of drew you to Pale Horse? What was it that when you, like, tried your class, like, this is the gym for me? Um, well, like, I remember the first time I came in, it was for a power hour. Okay, oh. explain to our followers what a power hour is. Saturday? Yeah. Because oh. me and Hannah know what that is. Let's yeah. tell our followers what that is. So it's, it's just the most um, – <laughs> it's intense. It's, yeah. uh, it's on a Saturday morning. Right. It's kind of just the most meat-headed people coming in to do the most meat-headed stuff. Um, it's, you know, just a little more challenging movements, you know, a, a volume that's way more challenging than a normal day. Um, just coming in and, you know, blowing yourself out. you got the weekend to recover. And yeah. it's, I don't know, is that a good Yeah, I think that's pretty <laughs> accurate, right? <laughs> yeah. I still you see the, the post, and it's like power hour, and then it's like, the one if you have a class at ten, a, too, B, right? It's C, just, D. It's the whole alphabet of workouts, and it's just all this crazy stuff. It's just it's the more competitive, the more yeah, competitive yeah. class. Like that's our kind of competitors class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I came in and I got absolutely smoked. <laughs> I was like dead yeah. last in all of it, and I was like, all right, I need to get up to this level. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, I because I had worked out with you know some pretty good. Crossfitters up north, mm-hmm. you know that whole circle up there, and like these guys compared to those guys is like, all right, I, like this would be a good spot to, to yeah. sit for a while. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what you do now. So you recently started a company mm-hmm. called Bauer Built. Yep. So do you still work as a intraoperative neurophysiologist? Neurophysiologist. Exactly. There you go. Good job. Do you still do that? I'm totally done with that now. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So as of when? Yeah. As of about three, four weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Congratulations I had, on riding the dream. That's yeah, great. Yeah, thank you. So I had been doing it. Um, I, I I went down to part-time back in August, and I was just doing it every Tuesday. I just block off my Tuesdays for it, and then totally, totally cut the cord. Oh, that's um, kind of pun Nerve-wracking, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Nerve-wracking. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> you didn't even really I didn't mean that. That was great. Okay, so tell us about We're that journey. So the company that you just started recently mm-hmm. and then how you quit your job and all that um so i started up bauer built and love um, the name by the way yeah thank you yeah. um yeah that was come up with by mary beth and molly i remember yeah. back in the day where you were like sketching bees on a paper and you were like what do you think of this and practicing your bees <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i was really concerned about that big bee um so yeah it's just they i wanted to start up just a uh, a personal training business um private coaching, doing online uh, programming, um, a lot about that, and uh, we, um, I wasn't expecting it to be like a full-time thing, I just wanted to be my side gig, yeah. and I kind of let that build up. A little side hustle. Right, yeah. it was my side hustle That was my plan too. It always becomes In the box, was going to be a side hustle. Mm-hmm. I mean, that went really well. 
Yeah. It's a full time hustle now. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. when you love it, you right. want it to be yeah. your full hustle. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I absolutely did love it. Like it was, you know, I just every time I would come in, like I would leave just feeling like super energized. Yeah. Like, just that's how you know. Good. Yeah. Was that one yeah. of like your first ten clients? Yeah. Yeah. That's I crazy. was a Bowerville client at one. You were the time. OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember seeing your post. And I texted Amber, and I was like, oh, my God, is Cal starting his own gym? And I was like, oh, this is kind of dramatic, but, like, I want to try it out. And she's like, no, this is, he's starting a personal training business. Okay, that's still exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not my own gym. Like, Caleb, I've, Caleb was so supportive of it the whole time. I mean, he let me train people out of here. And, yeah. Um, he kind of gave me the push to go ahead and get it started because I was talking with him. I'm like, you know, eventually I want to own my own gym, wherever that is. And um, he was like, you know, the thing I've learned – through like everything that I've done, he was like, "Don't wait on doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's so many opportunities you're gonna miss. Like, if you really yeah. want to go for something, just go for it and like go in all all in on it." And and the longer you wait, it's always easier to make excuses as yeah. to like why the comfortable thing you're in you shouldn't leave. Right. Good advice. So, one would have stayed. Yep. So you started Bower Belt. This was when. That was that was in like. It's like my first year. A year ago. That was about a year ago. I think it was in okay. February or, or March. Scroll back. You don't have like a Bower Belt birthday? Like my no. one Yeah, birthday. like an anniversary. It's probably like around this time. It Should might be, be today. It might what, be today. That would be crazy. <laughs> I'll look back on Instagram and figure it out. I don't like, think I started it. Because today was the first weekend of the Open. I don't think yeah. it was the first weekend of the Open. It was, a couple, it was like a month before that. I think it was in late January or something. We'll just pretend it was today. It was today. It was today. Amazing. Happy birthday. So excited for you. Thank you guys. So how is Bowerbilt going now? It's doing real well. Um, got yeah, a what kind of things do you do with it? So I know there's a couple different facets of Bowerbilt. Yeah, so got a lot of clients in here, um, a handful of clients here from the gym. Yeah. Um, got a couple online um, program that I'm doing, and then uh, a couple groups that I work with, like some kids groups and a couple high schoolers. So, um, like local? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I like to do the sport-specific stuff um, mm-hmm. because that, you know, I'm able to use kind of that strength conditioning background to do the sport-specific training um, and get away from the CrossFit, yeah. you know, high intensity, doing stuff for time mm-hmm. type stuff. And But still, and then, you know, come in with someone who wants to get better at their kipping or wants to, yeah. you know, gain the strength to do the gymnastics movement or to strictly work on the barbell and that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, so that it's, it's so much fun to work with that, diff- that wide range of people and even work with experienced CrossFitters that are like, I'm in a rut. I want to get stronger. Like, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. And that, that's a lot of fun to see, you know, take someone who's already at such a high level and try to figure out what, what they're missing and yeah. you know, have them make gains from that is, is awesome. For sure. So you had an athlete last year that went to regionals, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's yeah. pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Not like I, I didn't program for him. Yeah. It was more of a training partner type thing. And then yeah. I, uh, he asked me to be his coach at regionals. Um, so yeah, not like I'm not, I not know. taking credit for his. Yeah. Like maybe like twenty percent credit, we'll but say. still yeah, thirty. You 30, represented okay. him. He represented you in Bowerville. Yeah. In Pillhorse and you know everything else. Yeah. So how was yeah. that experience? That was so much fun. Regionals was so much fun. Um, to, you know, just kind of come up with the strategies with him and uh, just paying a lot of like, letting him worry about just how he's going to do in the workouts yeah. and taking out like, I did all of his warmups for him. You know, gave him like strategies and talking mm-hmm. him through all that stuff and taking all that, that mental side of the way right so yeah he just, he just had to do it he has to do mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah it's totally the easy part <laughs> he just had to perform right <laughs> you have to go and work out that's yeah. easy i'll like, just tell you what to do. you know how to do that stuff you know how to thruster come on so yeah. what does your 
um, job as general manager of Tailhorse Entail? Um, so I take care of all the programming. So I, oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, programs now. Okay, yeah, tell us about your programming. Um, like, you know, I, I feel like some, like, I know for a fact Tailhorse is not like a, it doesn't mimic CrossFit.com. You do more than one lot a day. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. programs differently. Yeah, yeah. so what, like, describe your programming. When you're programming, what do you sit there and think about? So, do you have cycles? Do you have, what kind of things do you do? Yeah, I do have cycles, and that's kind of, I, and it doesn't mimic CrossFit.com exactly in that we don't do one lot a day. Yeah. But coming from where I came from at Reebok CrossFit 1 and Nation and, you know, working with those guys, you know, I saw how well that worked. Yeah. yeah. And so while I don't do kind of the typical one lot a day, mm-hmm. um, you know, just doing that one thing, you know, we'll typically do like a strength and a Metcon, which is, yeah. or two Metcons or something like that. But I try to follow that classic CrossFit um, cycle of movements. So got big spreadsheets with, you know, the combination of different modalities throughout mm-hmm. the weeks and make sure that I'm following the cycle. Yeah. Um, keeping track of the volume, keeping track of how many times we're doing specific movements, making sure that we're getting a good combination of movements, making sure we hit all of these time modalities so that we're mm-hmm. not just hitting that 12-minute time domain. 15-minute domain. Right. 19.1. Right, right, <laughs> yes. exactly. So making sure, you know, just making sure that everyone in here so that they could come in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they could come in Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and they would be able to get the, the like, general dose of CrossFit that they yeah. need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so trying to keep it varied, but having a uh, pattern to it. Got it. So when did you become general manager? This was in August of last year. Okay. August. What other things besides programming does that entail? Uh, keeping track of the coaches. Are you still coaching classes? Yeah. Okay. yeah. How many yeah. coaches do you all have now? We have we have four: okay. um, Caleb, Claire, myself, and Elena. Okay. Elena's over in Arizona right now. Yeah, with her husband. So we just the three of us take on all the classes right now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So how long does your programming take? I'm like always interested because I know for me it would take me like three months. <laughs> like it takes me like three hours when I first started like macros and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. It took me like three hours to plan one day. <laughs> So now I'm like, how do people plan their workouts? Like, I just don't. I'm so glad there's people like you to plan it. Yeah. How it, far in advance do you yeah. program out? I try to keep it three to four weeks at least um, just so that I'm, you know, have an idea of, um, you know, just so I can make changes in case, like, I know mm-hmm. I have a workout that happened and, and something, you know, I can keep, you know, ideas. I can stay ahead of the curve. Yeah. So I try to keep it three to four weeks in advance. Got it. Um, as far as the open goes, how does that cha- affect or change your programming? Because I feel like that's always like an interesting question. Because I know you, how do you program? How do you program? A lot of coaches open. like change during the open time a little bit. Yeah, so I, I try to bring that volume down a little bit, mm-hmm. um, not a ton, because there's still, I mean, especially this year, there's not, a, you know, I wouldn't say that there's a ton of athletes doing the open this year, um, but I try to keep it a. a you know, still a decent amount of volume, but not as much as we would normally do. Now, Monday through Wednesday, I try to keep that relatively the same, um, make sure that they're not hitting too much of a single movement. And then um, Thursday, kind of taper back a little bit. Yeah. And then on Fridays, because we canceled the night classes, we have our morning class and our lunch class. And FNL. I, exactly. Oh, exactly. you have Friday. Oh, yeah. Because now there's a showdown, so Friday on- nights. Oh, here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing in Charleston, like all the Charleston gyms, that's on Thursdays. Thursdays but yeah. then you're also having open lanes on Saturdays. Yep. Yeah. Just so, so in case someone yeah. can't hit one or the other. Have you noticed that a lot, 
there's less people doing the open in your gym than last year? Yeah. Yeah. Really? And that's kind of been, I think they came up with an article yesterday where there's like. It's a lot Bridges less. Reduce numbers worldwide. Yeah. 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 People are not doing it as much because. So what are your, t- what's your yeah. take on this whole change in the cross? I know everyone has a little bit of a different feel about how everything has changed. What is your personal take on it? Ooh. Um, it's. I love the, the, the idea behind it that we need to we need to bring back the face of CrossFit from being, you know, these, you know, beastly guys and girls yeah. going to the games, you know, doing crazy amounts of volume in one day and like seeing these people, and it needs to like the face of CrossFit needs to be, you know, the the real grassroots like that's how it started was preventing the chronic disease, making chronic. healthier lifestyle stuff. Right. Exactly. And so I, I love the idea that they're trying to get more into that. Yeah. Um, as far as from a competitive standpoint, it's uh, they left a big gap for a lot of people who were trying really hard yeah. to, to get into that competitive field. Like the middle class of cross, no, like the upper middle, the elite, but that weren't, you know, the people that were like automatically going to make it to the games, like all the people that were training for regionals. Right. And that was their thing. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, they stole Christmas. They did. They did steal Christmas. I've talked with mm-hmm. I've talked with two or three regionals guy now guys now, and they're just like this year, you know. A lot of them are doing different stuff. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them are not competing at all, mm-hmm. yeah. and and it's it's sad to see those guys being at that high of a level. Yeah. Um, I was talking with a guy last week who was, you know, two years ago in the open he was top twenty, and like seeing him this year he's like I don't even know if I'm gonna do it. And like seeing them be like work so hard mm-hmm. to get to that level, exactly, and not. I, mean, I think also it's like a, a growing pains year, so oh, it's I think so they're weird. they're trying to make a statement. And I was talking to a gym owner the other day at one of the gyms I work at, and he's like, "We didn't do a 180, we did like a 720." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I think that this year they're just like making a statement by, like, if you look at the CrossFit.com and how they're like, you know." Snatching brooms in a house from the 40s. Like, yeah. It's just <laughs> like, it's like very like extreme. Like, like, you know, they took it all the way. They're just turning yeah. it way down. And I think they're doing that to make a statement because you kind of have to do all or nothing. But I'm sure, like, three years from now, we'll have a middle ground where yeah. it won't be, has to be uh, this extreme. But right. they're I, trying to. There's either, like, they're either going to come back to a similar format mm-hmm. where there will be that, that range for someone, mm-hmm. you know, in, that's in the 99th percentile but not the 99.99% yeah. to be able to do something mm-hmm. and have something to work towards. Um, or there's there's a huge void for someone else to come up with something different. Ooh, like there's I a didn't market think about that. Yeah. So, um, fit cross. I guess something, we'll see. <laughs> what's the, um, Dmitry Klokov is like lift fit or something oh, like that. No. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. 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 It's fine. It's fine. Everything's what, Orange fine. theory. Competitive. Orange Theory games. I can see it now. God, that would suck so bad. Not so, like sort of, you know, suck, but just like to feel that pain for an hour. It just sucks. Bringing it back sorry, in for a second. So tell us a little bit about, so Pale Horse, I think every gym has their niche and has different things. And Pale Horse is laid out a little bit different. We have like kickboxing, we have paddle boards, we have different <laughs> things. So tell us a little bit about what this gym looks like and how it works and what your classes are. And that mm. kind of thing. What makes your gym different? Yeah. So... What it looks like? You want me to? It's huge. Yeah, describe it. There's a lot of black plywood on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I know what I meant. We got a big graffiti. It is one of there. the biggest biggest gyms in Charleston. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I think I think it still is. It's about six thousand square feet. Yeah. Um, 
Dang. Yeah, but it's um, I, from what I've I've talked to a couple members about it, like you know what made them want to come in. They're like, honestly, it's like the grittiness of it. Like there's, mm-hmm. it's kind of got that bare bones quality. Mm-hmm. Where, CrossFit know, at its core. I mean, your, right, your slogan is outwork death. Yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> right. In massive graffiti on the wall With like a dead us. horse. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got that kind of um, just bare bones. Like people come in, you're going to get a great workout in. you got a great workout in. Um, you're going to work hard with some great people around you. And it's kind of no frills, no, you know, yeah. business. It's, like that's kind of the charm to it. Yeah. And so what about this shadow boxing? Uh, so that's more of like the people who are not wanting to get on a barbell, who don't want to get on the rig. Oh, there's, um, a, there's a plane, Paul, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's planes that, that, that's part of the charm, right? Right. Yeah. Charles like, always got planes. I know, flying over I know, just give it a minute. <laughs> sorry, people. It's just taking forever. Okay, I think we're good. I don't know how much the mic picks up, but... Um, so yeah, the shadow box for yeah someone who's not ready to get into the CrossFit realm or you know doesn't want to ever, um, they have that option up there where it's all um, 45 minutes, um, you know all body weight stuff. You got the kickboxing stuff. Caleb was an MMA fighter. You have to fight Caleb. Like right. what could be worse? You have to fight Caleb. Know. You have to fight Caleb for 45 minutes. Definitely would rather go to the CrossFit realm than fight right? Caleb for 45 minutes. <laughs> Either way, you're still kind of fighting Caleb. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. So he's got a pretty good core group of girls that go up yeah. to the, for that. Um, have a great time with it. So I remember in one, I think it was my first open here, Caitlin comes out and he has a PVC and he just starts like banging the rig and it's like clanking while people are doing like pull-ups, like riling everyone up. And I feel like that'd be like the epitome of shadow box. Yeah. It's just like Caleb riling everybody up. <laughs> have you found that a lot of girls or whoever that do the kickboxing thing, do they come down and try CrossFit? Yeah. Yeah. We get um, the, the brave ones that'll come down yeah. and, the come, brave come. ones. Do they go back upstairs, or are they like? <laughs> they'll oh, go like back this. upstairs. Yeah, okay, just, they just want um, to try it. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they will come down and dabble a little bit yeah. in the CrossFit. I think most gyms nowadays, at least a lot of people we've talked to, offer more than CrossFit mm-hmm. um, because it's like you have such a big space, and some people just don't want to do just CrossFit. Like Anya last week, they have yeah, the, they have a lot of different. They just options. started kickboxing, mm-hmm. right? Like Robert, they have Discovery. like a pulse, a push, and no barbell CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. also just like from a like by like a person who doesn't know that much about CrossFit, it's like a low barrier to entry. Yeah, like they come in, yeah. it's not scary. They can try this out, and then they see that CrossFit isn't as scary as they thought it is, and then they'll come and do CrossFit. It's kind yeah, of it's great from a business standpoint. Yeah. It's also great for like movement optimism. Like as long as you're doing something and you're doing it in my gym, <laughs> right? Because I'm I'm grinding. I'm right. with it. Yeah. yeah. So as a couple questions. So as like I guess owner of Bowerbill and general manager of Pale Horse. What is something you do really well? Hmm. Um, Brag on yourself for a minute. Not the time. What is something I do really well? Oh, man. I don't know if I can brag on myself. Cal's very bad at this. He's very humble. Very humble. That's not a bad thing. Maybe it's that you're really humble <laughs> and down to earth. Okay, let's let's reverse. What's something you struggle with? Oh, I can do that. <laughs> this one came quick. Okay. Um, I am... I'm relatively shy for being a CrossFit coach. Um, I was never very good at public speaking um, growing up or anything, anything like that. I never took a speech We had class. to, like, scoot Cal significantly yeah, closer like, to the mic Cal. many times yeah. before we started. More. Yeah, but you're just loud, Mesa. Um, it's fine. Everyone knows this. <laughs> yeah, so 
as far as being, you know, not like in a group setting, like I'm not like not outgoing, but as far as um, kind of inserting myself and getting myself out there, yeah, that would be my number one fault, I would say. Okay. Has CrossFit as, helped with that, like leading, being a coach? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I'm not. You're surrounded by people all the time, so. Right. You're yeah. in charge. Yeah. People look up to you. Definitely yeah. found that I'm way more people person than I am an introvert, for sure. Okay, but so but I, I'm like way at? more comfortable being in front of, of people now. Than and, you used to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what are you really good at? <laughs> and what's your strength? You know? Or like what's something as a coach or as a, you know, programming or personal trainer that you feel like you are confident in doing? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would say bringing a, a different mindset to the CrossFit, um, you know, as a, as a programmer, as a coach, um, bringing that knowledge from, you know, kinesiology you know, my base knowledge isn't just from the L1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bringing it from you know, classes I took in college, my strength conditioning background. Um, Science-y. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, kind of that extra layer to it that it's not just, you know, I'm not just making these, or, you know, when I have someone scaling down, like I'm not just doing it to make it suck. Like that's, yeah. not, that's not the point behind it. Like there's always a stimulus behind it. Yeah. So I guess intentional is. Like that's that. a great one. Yeah, I, like I have enough. So being your client, I'll tell you a good thing about yourself because I feel like you were struggling with that. So <laughs> coming up with that, yeah. Um, I feel like so we say this all the time, like the L one doesn't make you a good coach. It gives you a base knowledge, right? Like like you said. And I think there's a lot of CrossFit coaches that are cheerleaders, unfortunately, that yeah. are really good at hyping you up but aren't really good at coaching. And like you're shy, like you said, and I don't feel like I've seen you like very few times be like super loud and like hyping everyone up, but you're really good at like quietly making you confident I feel like that's something that I really liked when you were coaching or or I want to say treating you weren't treating training me yeah <laughs> such a PT over here like but yeah like you would say the little things that I'd be like oh like coaching not just like cheering yeah you just like anybody in the gym can like cheer on you're welcome now yeah. you know that about yourself <laughs> um did you have one? Oh well we have to bring up PT Yes, that's so literally obviously be my your wife is a third year mm-hmm. PT student. She's so close to graduating. That's crazy. Yeah. So, what experiences have you had with physical therapy? What do you think about it? How do you think that we can blend the worlds of CrossFit and PT? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Plug. Oh, ready for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's bringing in again, like bringing in that extra layer of knowledge, like not just understanding the movements, but understanding why, like why we do the movements, what, you know, what could be going wrong with the movements, where do we need to address, um, a certain deficiency or something like that. And that knowledge doesn't just come from, like we said, that doesn't come from the L1, it comes from further training. Um, so I think that it's absolutely like, there's so much overlap between the two and it's such a good, it's an exciting time to be a part of this because, you know, we are seeing it as a treat, like some doctors will treat or they will prescribe CrossFit. Um, no way. Where mm-hmm. is that doctor? <laughs> I, mean, I had to go to the doctor oh, yesterday. We're going to make like a separate podcast about it, but about like my wrist, which I'd already gone to PT for, but like I have to get a referral so that my insurance will pay for it. And like, I didn't want to tell him that I did CrossFit. Mm-hmm. He was like, he saw my hand and he was like, you lift weights because of my calluses. Like, yeah, they're pretty, pretty <laughs> The sick, secret right? society over here. And um, he's like, how often do you lift weights? It's like, five to six times a week and it hurts with power cleans he's like why don't you stop doing it he's like oh my gosh but like for us that sounds crazy but that's unfortunately majority like i get you know like like, rest we're the select few for sure that's like the experience i have with so many of my patients is like 
my doctor just told me to stop squatting, okay? Like, then don't freaking sit down or stand up. Like, every how are day. you going to go to the I don't understand that. Don't know. But that's same. So, same situation. Yeah. When I was in school, I was going, I needed a referral for PT at the time. Um, and I was hurting with squatting. My knee was hurting. And the doctor literally drew a circle and was like, This is your kneecap. This is your patellar tendon. Drew on. It's like, Drew an arrow and was like, when you squat, it adds stress to your knees, so don't do that. That's the point. <laughs> so, like, so it's just, I think, yeah, we can like you said, that. it's so it's so cool that, like, I do cash-based PT, and majority of my referrals are from coaches, mm-hmm. like coaches yeah. or yeah. fitness professionals. It's not coming from doctors because lots of times doctors are not going to refer to a PT that's going to deadlift with their patients. It's just how it goes. Right. But it is, it, I think it's such a cool thing, like, working out of CrossFit gyms most of the time. When I treat someone, if I find something, I'll, like, pull the coach aside and show them so that when they're in class, crossfitting, it's just, like, one kind of big team. It's so yeah, great. It's right. the best thing for. ever. Yeah. Like, even I was treating Hannah for her wrist, and we were fixing her clean, and then I showed the coach, and then the coach was, like, making sure she was doing it right in yeah. class, and then, then you get better. Mm-hmm. And there's doctors that prescribe CrossFit. I don't mean that, like, they are pulling out their prescription book, and I they're thought, like, CrossFit. I was like, this is amazing. But you should try this for fitness or weight right. loss. They okay. recommend CrossFit. That's and, awesome. Yeah, I mean, they had that big L1 that was solely doctors. For, yeah, over and in I California. actually know a doctor in when? Charleston who went there. Really? There's yeah. one in Charleston? Yeah, he goes to Ironbridge, and he went to the seminar, and he was, like, talking about it. It's so it. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I knew one from up in Mass that ended up going. Where was the L1? At the ranch, just for doctors. It was only for doctors. Yeah, like, oh, you had to okay. be an MD to qualify for I this. love that. When was that? Eve said that they're trying to get a physical therapy one. That would be awesome. Because yeah. that's like the ideal. I mean, exactly. I think yeah. like more than MDs, we're going to understand movement and yeah. deals I mean, with we'll like, have longer. those are the kind of things longer. we're spending time doing with our patients. Yeah. So. So, are you and Amber going to go into business together when she graduates? <laughs> <laughs> dum, dum, dum. We are, we are just taking it a day at a time. I know. It's, I know. oh man, that's such a hard question. Where is she right now? Clinical. She's on her fourth. She is in, yeah, she's in her fourth clinical up at a um, pelvic floor. Oh, because she's really into women's health, yeah. right? Yeah, so she's, okay, she's awesome. trying that out this time and That's liking cool. it so far. Yeah, yeah I'm interested to see how that goes. That's awesome for her. More power to you. Yeah. I couldn't do it, but it's definitely needed. Yeah. Spitfire? Okay, yeah, so we have a few fast questions. Oh, man. So it's like first thing that comes to your head, boom, you can't take time. Okay. okay. And All then, right. wait, there's one Cal's other... like switching his rings, there's sweating one, over here. There's one other thing I want to talk about, but we'll do this first. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Favorite breakfast? Pancakes. Favorite workout? Uh, Grace. Ooh, favorite of movement? Course. Clean and jerk. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Least favorite workout? Uh, Jackie. Least favorite movement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Muscle ups. What? Favorite song or Big music to work out to? Ooh, music to work out to? Some 90s country. Oh, my God. Can I I okay, that's that. shocking. I have a theory behind it. Okay, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Goal of 2019. Oh, to be, just to be the best coach I can be. Thing How are you going to measure that? <laughs> Smart goals, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, wait, um, I need, oh, wait, is there more Spitfire? Well, yeah, okay. okay. Um, embarrassing moment in the gym. Well, we already know your first workout, so embarrassing moment in the gym. Um, I never embarrass myself in the gym. Amazing. Nope, wow. Can't show any weakness. 
Nope. No, no, it took no, a flaws. Okay. no, no. flaws here. Say, oh, took a hard tumble. This was like a week ago. Took a hard tumble off a box jump. I oh. still have a huge bruise going down my leg. Oh, yeah. Solid. People, we're looking oh, yeah. at it. Solid. Oh, yeah. It was like right before the 5 o'clock class. Everyone saw Make it. Make a much better story for that bruise, please. Can you tell people? <laughs> no, I think that's pretty funny, though. <laughs> exactly. That's probably right. not. Tell Wait, us. what's the country yeah, theory? Yeah, got to hear about that. Oh. We can slow it down for a second. Sorry. Yeah, so, don't have to go fast anymore. So, at least for when I'm training, I don't always want to have like my motivation come from like the external sources. Like sometimes I like to train without caffeine, training without like bumping music. And so like if you are tr- list, like listening to music that doesn't pump you up and you're still able to push yourself like as hard as you would be able to with the pumping music that you're training yourself. To no, this is so one time I dropped into a gym and they were like, today, you're working out with no music to build <gasps> mental toughness. And that I was like, very mental. Oh, yeah. How long I don't want to be here. It was, it was miserable. Like, oh, you I just bet. hear yourself breathe really heavy. And it was like a super, like, rowing box. Like, it was so much cardio. And I was like, wow, this is so awful. It's a different world out there when you don't listen to music. So when country <laughs> music think... comes on, I'm like, no, you need to change that now. I'm not picking up the bar until you change it. So that shows how. But like, no music, that's a whole I don't thing. think I could do no music. That's, that's I was just like. <laughs> Yeah. And that's like all you could hear of everyone in class was like, this is so miserable. So, <laughs> when did you start listening to country music while you worked out? Is this like an cow, like forever thing? or? Oh, I, I don't know. Just when I would be in here by myself and it was like something where I was like not, it was just like squatting or something. I was like, oh, I'm just going to listen to some, yeah. the old country that I like. The and old country. The old country. <laughs> the old music. Ooh. And uh, I was like, maybe I should try, you know, doing it during a workout or so to not pump myself up on purpose. So I, I, it's not exclusively what I listen to. Don't, no, don't that's it. That's it. <laughs> Only nine. Country Cal. What's yeah. your favorite song? Favorite song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your country, 90s country. Yeah. 90s country. I don't even know. Right? I, don't, I don't either. Garth Brooks. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Colin Baton Rouge would be my favorite. I don't think I've ever heard that. I'm definitely. I don't listen I'll to country music after yeah. this. Okay. Wait, pancakes. What kind of pancakes? Straight up pancakes. Okay. Gotta be, Kodiak. Gotta be, Nope. No. It's got to be Aunt Jemima. Oh. Okay. Yes. To, me and Ellie have a whole thing. It has to be Aunt Jemima. It has it's to be the, Aunt Jemima, and it has to be the original. It can't yes. be the complete. No. Wait, what's the difference? Original. They taste different. They taste right. different. The complete it's is it's like you just add the water oh, or the yeah, milk. No, no, no. It has to be the original where you add the oil and, and the, egg. And the eggs. Yeah. Okay, wait. So I have another question. Okay. Um, we were talking. I feel like we have been on so many I tangents. I know. I know. So if you had to tell me what makes Pale Horse different, what would you say? Um, I know you said a little bit about like the grittiness and stuff, but I feel like there's more to it. Yeah, and the I mean the, the easy answer to that is, and it's what every single you know gym owner or manager would say: the people, the, the people. <laughs> it's the community. Um, but it's to say that is to say that like each gym has their their like a very um, unique community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's all very tight knit, and you know, not to say that it's like. Um, each community is the same. like no, no community is the same. You always get a different feel, um, but it's always encouraging. It's always you know exciting. Um, so obviously, I'd say the community is yes. it's, it sets us apart. But um, yeah, back to that like gritty quality. Like um, it, I've never been in a gym that's like as kind of um, as hardworking. Mm-hmm. Like just like very like come as you head are, down and work. work. Right, right. Like come as yeah. you are. Be ready to work. It's gonna be a good time. So a lot of people might say that your gym has a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense, right? <laughs> yeah. This is the reputation. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Do you think that holds true? 
Um, I would say that it is a lot of volume. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a lot of volume if you came every day. And that's that's what I've been trying to do in, in these strength cycles, like trying to make sure that we're not hitting too much of each movement pattern, mm -hmm. trying to make sure that we're not doing, um, you know, and I look at it as a movement pattern, not just a muscle group, but a movement pattern to so make sure that we're hitting, you know, alternating and making sure that we're getting not too much of one thing. Yeah. Um, so that's what I try and do. Have the high volume, have, you know, because I think the people in here appreciate that. Yeah. And they understand, you know, they, they, they are, they bought into that. Um, but just trying not to make it, you know, so just trying not to make it suck, but be, again, be intentional behind yeah. all of it. Yeah. You know, we're not Definitely. just coming in here to feel bad. Yeah, like I'm not just trying to make it suck. Like it's going to suck on its own. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's going to leave feeling better. I want to talk a little bit about you as a competitive athlete because you've definitely done like a lot of competitions. Like I'm looking at your pasty pony sign <laughs> as we speak. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I. <laughs> do you enjoy competing? I do enjoy competing. I have a very love-hate relationship with competing. Okay. Um. And I've had this since I was, you know, wrestling when I was like five years old. I get so worked up and, yeah. you know, get very, like, in your head, in my head, and try to like close everything off. Um, but you know, the feeling of competing and having the camaraderie, especially in with CrossFit, especially, like, being able to throw down with some dudes and like at the end of the day, you're like hugging and stuff and like, that you don't find that yeah. you did awesome. Like that's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like such a. Um, it's like the bond that you so build cool. with dudes, yeah. you know, that, you know. Dude. If we've done the same workout, we've suffered together, yeah. you understand me in a different way now, I right. feel like. Right, yeah. Like that, um, you know, a couple guys from Starboard and across the North Charleston that were at the thing on Thursday night, like, yeah. went up to them and be like. like yeah, you know, it's like a bond. Right, forever. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not like we're texting and stuff, but like we see each other and we're like. We're, I know you. Right. We lived it together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've been at our worst together. That sucked. Speaking of, I feel like um, this is kind of a cool new topic. So we just had the first Holy City Showdown, which is the new thing where all the affiliates in Charleston are getting together. Every Thursday, a gym is hosting it to for a viewing of the open workout. And then showdown. an athlete or two athletes from every gym can come in and show down. I mean, I saw you there on Thursday. I think it must have been probably last summer when I was first starting in the box. Me and Eve were talking about how – Charleston CrossFit community just wasn't really there. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. boxes didn't interact. There There's wasn't, so and I feel boxes. like it's changed drastically in the last like six months. So I'd like to say like there's a lot of contributing factors. I hope like we always hope in the boxes trying to do that, like being in a lot of different gyms, doing workshops, interacting, inviting people to different events. But now there's like the affiliate meetings and all of these things. Oh. Like, what are your thoughts on like what's kind of happened with the Charleston CrossFit community? Because like I think it's amazing on thursday i was like this is the greatest feeling ever yeah, like, that was so fun walk in and there's people from so many different gyms like it was just super cool what are your thoughts on all this um it's it's great it's it's awesome to see everyone come together as a community because it it kind of reframes the mindset that while we are all separate businesses that are trying to you know thrive as a business mm -hmm. that we are all part of the same goal we're all trying to fight and, chronic yeah you know Disease. Abundance mentality. There's enough people who need to get fit. Right. Like, Abundance to mentality. To fuel every gym and 10 times more, for sure. And like every gym has a different vibe, and you're going to find where you feel the best, and it's not about like a competition. Right, right. Like you could add, we added another gym here this summer, and like 
all the gyms are still thriving, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah, and I think growing. we always talk about this. Like if someone comes into a CrossFit gym and has a good experience, then they're going to like CrossFit as a whole. Yeah. And right. their friend might go to a gym closer to them. But if they hate a CrossFit, like if, if all the gyms do well, it helps yeah. all the gyms. Like if one Chick-fil-A does bad, like if you have one bad experience, it's like, shoot. Has anyone had a bad experience? No, before? I know. No, That's no, not a thing. That was a horrible I example. Like Waffle House. Yeah. Or... Okay. I think I've had good good experiences every single time at Chick Fil A. No, I also still like Waffle House. People like hate Waffle House. But... <laughs> oh, it's delicious. Right? Those waffles—they're just like sweet. Yeah. Will we will we see <laughs> you throwing down any Thursday? Yeah, you're gonna compete. There's there's some talks in the works. I think you I think definitely I'm should. Go, I'm gonna pick one. I'm gonna go up to oh, North Charleston. Ooh. Okay, so where is next week? Iron Bridge, mm-hmm. and then week three is Starboard, Starboard. and then week y'all four have is here at Pale Horse, and then okay. week five is on Saturday oh. at CrossFit North Charleston, mm-hmm. and I will be at all of them. Yeah, I want to try to make it table, as many hopefully. As yeah, um, and like the fifth one is, I feel like the ones towards the end, you know, are like way more technical. And they throw in all the stuff that's like weeds you out. It's like right now I'm feeling Which we good. think, but watch it be right. like rowing every week. Who no, really knows? I know. I wonder if, if it'll change this year with the way that it's changed. Like if the workouts will be a little bit more simple. Because Thursday, that was pretty simple. Yeah. CrossFit couplet at its core. Right. Yeah. So yeah, before is... we get into our last couple of questions, I have to ask, have you done 19.1? I have done 19.1. How was it? It was awful. Yeah? And like I knew it was going to suck. Open workouts always suck, no yeah. matter what. But that one, it's long. It's long <laughs> to do that many. Like, oh, it is not fun. I'm still sore. Are you a rowing wall ball person? Was that a good or bad workout for you? That was that was a better one for me. Okay. I can squat, I can throw a ball, and I can row. So that okay. one was good for me. It what, really was if you had ball. to build your ideal open oh, workout, yeah. what would the Cal Bauer <laughs> open workout be for you that you're like, I would – Crush this. Oh, man. I wish my answer would be that I could do all of it. but Yeah. Okay, but everyone has like, like, you know, if you ask me, I'm like, I want burpees. I want seven minutes of burpees, and I will smash that. She's a sick human. Yeah, that's all I want in life is seven minutes of burpees. I've been asking for that for my entire CrossFit career. The classic, uh, was that 12-1? Yes, but that was like before my CrossFit days. Mm -hmm. And that's all I want because that's just that was a workout built for all five two of me. So yeah. so anyway, what would it be for you? I think it would be uh, either bar facing burpees or bar over burpees and some sort of heavy clean or something like that. So kind of like some what was it eighteen two or whatever that was like oh a very, yeah yeah that was where you beat Matt Fraser in a workout. No that way. One was, yeah, that was yeah. my by far and away my best. Yeah, we just have to put awesome. a plug that Cal Bauer beat Matt Fraser in a workout. I think he redid it though. I think he – that was his did second Did he see, attack. like, who's this Cal Bauer guy? No, he did. I think he did it once, and then it got – like, his uh, the camera was off or something like that. So, he's like, I'm going to redo it. And did better. Do you have, like, a screenshot of the leaderboard when you were on top of it? <laughs> I feel like that would be, like, frame it, print it, put it on the they wall. Put it up there, yeah. All right, so a couple serious ones before we end. How has CrossFit impacted your life? Um, it has – brought a level of consistency and having a consistent community to be around and um, just overall lifestyle changes, like really committing to being healthy, not just being competitive, but being healthy um, and just having that commitment to a community of people that you can you know, rely on and um, root for in all aspects of life, not just 
not just yeah. in the fitness aspect, but in other things as well. Yeah. What would you want a new member or drop-in to know about Pale Horse? That it's always accessible, that we can scale anything down, um, that we have good coaching that will that understand the stimulus that you need and the stimulus that we're going for that can you know bring it down to something that you can do to get you on the right path towards fitness. Love it. If you had to describe your community in three words. Tough, friendly, and I will say goofy. I love that. Suspense is I'm like, these, is that what I was going to I was trying to come up with something very, like, uh, like very happy. Tough, friendly, goofy. I like that. That's awesome. So tell our followers where we can find you, your gym, Bower Belt, Bower Built, and Pale Horse. Yeah. So Pale Horse CrossFit, we're at 62B Brigade Street in Charleston on the peninsula. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Pale Horse CrossFit. Uh, Bower Built is bower-built.com, and then Bower Built on Instagram, all one word. Awesome. Thanks so much for chatting with us. All right. Followers, thank you so much for listening. Give us five-star rating. Please review us, and we'll see you in the next box.